Henry David Thoreau once said that happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. Beautiful quote. Looks great on an Instagram quote card, but it's still not the way most of us live our lives. Most of us are in a perpetual chase, living by what I call the next big thing syndrome, thinking that once we get the next big thing externally in the world, a better job, an extra zero at the end of the savings account, a new Tesla, a new house, a new relationship, that that will be the time when we bust through the finish line and we are forever happy. But what if I told you that you could have a net worth of $700 million and still be tortured and without inner peace? Coming up this week on the Life Amplified podcast, I'm going to share some insights from an amazing story from Forbes magazine about the final months of the legendary business icon, Tony Shea. Plus, I'm going to give you the five mindset shifts that are going to help you finally stop chasing happiness and just Be happy. Welcome to episode 129 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live. Life Amplified. I read a tremendous article this week in Forbes magazine written by Angel Al Jung and David Jeans, and they were profiling the life of Tony Shea, who, short of Jeff Bezos, has probably been one of the most influential people to shape what we know as the online retail industry. But he was also a fascinating guy, a very well-known public speaker. He'd been profiled on many TV shows. And, you know, the legacy of Tony Shea is that he was a man who had dedicated and created a mission in life to creating happiness. Now, he did this through a number of different vehicles. Uh, Number one, he pioneered the website Zappos.com, which was really one of the first online stores that was fueled by this customer-first no questions asked return policy. From there, he took all the money that he made and invested $350 million into downtown Las Vegas, taking this really seedy part of Sin City and transforming it into an arts and cultural and tech hub where the seeds were planted for many new startups and people were living out of a community of Airstream trailers, one of which uh, Shay lived in himself for well over four years. And he was also known as just somebody who was out like spreading the gospel of his business practices. He wrote a New York Times number one bestseller called Delivering Happiness, A Path to Profits, Passion, and Purpose. And after I read this article in Forbes magazine, I really went down a YouTube rabbit hole last night and was watching some interviews with him. And, you know, basically the point of that book was that it is possible for a business to create happiness for their employees, to create happy customers, and to create profits. And that's what he was really focused on. And the irony being, when you read the accounts here of Tony Shea's last 12 months on earth, this was a man who really struggled to create happiness within his own life. Now, make no mistake, this man was very loved. When he passed away a couple of weeks ago, everybody from Bill Clinton to Jeff Bezos to Ivanka Trump were posting these beautiful, moving online tributes to this guy. He single-handedly inspired 
tens of thousands of entrepreneurs to go out and pursue their dream. But there's a quote from one of his many friends who spoke up in this article, and I'll read it to you here. Quote, he fostered so much human connection and happiness, yet there was this void. It was difficult for him to be alone. And as you go on and read the article, what you start to realize is, is once all of his coping mechanisms of going out and traveling and going to parties were all taken away during the COVID shutdown, he began to spiral out of control. What started is heavy drinking became a serious drug addiction. He was addicted to nitrous oxide, which, you know, the street name for that would be Whippets. And what really seemed to be the unraveling is he moved to Park City, Utah to build another community similar to what he did in Las Vegas, but had surrounded himself by yes men, had cut himself off from many of his longtime friendships and just had people on the payroll who were really enabling and uh, encouraging his addiction until, well, it all ended tragically a couple weeks ago. And I was just really, really shaken and moved as I read the article. And I want to be clear, I don't know Tony Shea. There are people and podcasters out there who had a personal relationship or interviewed him on the podcast. So what I'm saying today doesn't come from a place of judgment, and I certainly don't want to take away from all the amazing contributions that this man made to online retail, that he made to society, and the impact that he had on the people that he touched while he was here. But I also believe the biggest tragedy in our lifetime is when you get everything that you thought that you wanted, and yet you're still unfulfilled. And it resonates so deeply for me. I'm so passionate about this because obviously on a much smaller scale, this has been part of the journey that's led me to where I am today. If you've been here with the podcast for a while, you know that I was a guy who was chasing happiness. You know, I job hopped to, to three different jobs in the last four years of my corporate career and making more money and seeking more influence. And every step along the way, I thought getting, you know, a nicer house, a nicer apartment, a bigger title would be the thing that finally brought joy until I completely emotionally collapsed. And that's what led me on this journey to search for my purpose. And it's the same thing that happens to so many of the clients who come to me is they've climbed every ladder of success, but then the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. They're still no happier uh, at the top of the ladder than they were at the bottom. And I truly do believe that this has been a little bit of the internal struggle and part of the spiritual decay that so many people, not just Tony Shea, but a, a lot of super high achieving people have faced this year is, you know, you can wear the power suits, you can have the fancy office, you can drive the nice car. But this has been a year where none of those things have mattered where so many people have just been working from home and you can't go on the fancy business trips or you can't take the nice vacations and all these things that have been associated with with your identity have slowly been stripped away. There are people who have been laid off from a job this year that they thought gave them their value and now it's not there. What do you do when you've chased every external carrot and you still haven't filled the void? 
I wanted to share some mindset shifts that I've learned over the past five years of my life. Uh, And there are things, by the way, that I haven't mastered perfectly. Whenever I am in a place of suffering, you best believe it's that I'm looking for some future uh, gold medal on the horizon that I think is going to be the thing that finally fulfills me. And I always have to bring myself back to these principles that I'm going to share today. And these principles all stand on their own. I don't think that you have to necessarily execute all six of these. You can take them one at a time. But each one of these things that I I share with you today, if you can implement this into your life, if you can integrate it into your life, I truly believe that you're going to have a life that's, yes, successful, but also more meaningful and fulfilling in 2021. The first thing that resonated for me as I read this article in Forbes magazine is the myth that we all have that happiness is an absence of negative emotions. You know, on many levels, we believe that we just have to be at a 10 out of 10 all the time. And that the minute we start feeling unpleasant emotions like anxiety, sadness, loneliness, well, we're usually looking for some sort of chemical solution to fix it. That might be antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds. And I want to be clear about that. I do believe in the value of medication, and I do believe that it will save lives. However, the statistics in the research does not lie. 80% of people who are on medication still experience anxiety and depression as a baseline. And, and I'm a living example of this. You know, Through most of my 20s, I was on Lexapro, and my doctors would play with different dosages. And all that would really happen for me is I would get really jittery. But I still didn't feel any better about my life, even as I was crushing it at like 24 years old, making six figures, driving a Lexus, living in a nice condo in the suburbs. There was still a void and there was no pill that could fix what was ultimately a crisis of purpose. So really what I want you to understand today is that happiness is about having a full human experience. And that means experiencing really pleasant emotions and also sometimes experiencing unpleasant emotions. And the difference in that is that when you are feeling great about where you're at in life, what that means is that you're aligned with your purpose. You're on track. You're being the person that you are here to be. When there are the unpleasant emotions, sadness, Grief, depression, anxiety, all it is is a call for awareness. Those emotions are just a warning light, you know, telling us that there is a deeper unresolved pain that we need to heal. If you're a person who went through a breakup this year because of COVID and you've been, you know, feeling abandoned and unloved and that brings up a lot of sadness or depression for you, well, it's time to get curious. Where did that original feeling come from of abandonment or feeling unlovable? There's some sort of childhood trauma in there that has been triggered. A scab has been picked off. And, well, it's time to address that. It's time to heal it. If, for instance, you were laid off because of all the budget cuts and the economic crisis that has happened in 2020 and you're feeling like you have no value, well, that's a call for awareness. That sadness, that pain is really just calling you to go within and start to get curious about where did you learn that your value is attached to performance, that you just weren't born inherently with value and a gift that you're here to offer just by being you, not because of what you do. 
as I read the article here about Tony Shea, he was actually really good friends with the musician Jewel, who you probably remember from the 90s. But she sent him a letter after visiting him in Park City, really trying to stage an intervention because he had disconnected from all digital technology. And one of the things that she had said is you're using drugs as a way to disassociate. So, you know, for Tony Shea, it was really using the nitrous oxide as a way to numb out and not experience the pain. But every person listening today has their own brand of what they use to numb out. And it might not even be chemical. You know, there are many people who use uh, gambling. It might be food. It might be sex or pornography. Uh, It might just be burying yourself in Instagram and Facebook until 1.30 at the morning, scrolling mindlessly with no real intention for how you want to show up the next day. So once you start to understand that every emotion is just a compass guiding you in the direction of healing and of purpose, well, there's no reason to run from any emotion. It's just a chance to get curious. And by the way, it's also a chance to get expert support. Find a therapist, find a coach, reach out to your boy right here. I've got a couple spots open for for coaching right now as we enter 2021. But have somebody who can ask you the right questions so that you stop wallowing in the emotion or making it wrong and really harvest the lesson that you're meant to learn from experiencing the emotion in the first place. That is lesson number one. Happiness is about having a full human experience. That's the highs and the lows. Let's move on to the second principle to keep you from chasing happiness so you can just embody happiness. And that means we have to dispel another myth, right? That success will make me happy. The opposite is true, my friend. Happiness fuels success. And I don't blame you for having that internal belief that you need to be successful in order to be happy. It's really uh, what we're indoctrinated into. Anytime you have watched an ad on television, especially here around the holiday season. Hey, if you buy a Lexus, you're going to look really cool in front of people. And by the way, if you buy a second Lexus for your partner, they're going to love you forever. So make sure you get on that December to Remember sales event. You know, we've seen all these ads. You got to be the best. You got to climb the top of the ladder. You got to make the most money. You got to have the most toys. And it's all BS. There are countless research stories that they've done at the highest levels, places like Harvard. And what we know is that the people who are winning in life aren't really that much happier than the people who might be losing at the moment. I mean, there there is a sense of achievement. There's, there is a short-term sense of happiness when we get the win, but we always go right back to the baseline of where we were before. The the technical term for this that they use at Harvard is hedonic adaptation, that one of the most remarkable things about human beings is we are very adaptable. It's what's helped us survive this year during extraordinarily difficult circumstances during a global pandemic that we very quickly adapt to our situation. But the thing is, is when you get that next level of success, once you get that new job, Once you get uh, the multiple six-figure job or the seven-figure job, it's cool for a minute, but then you quickly adapt to it. It's not special anymore. 
And as you become accustomed to it, then you go back to the same baseline of striving and you need the next hit. You need another goal in which to make you happy. So hedonic happiness, you know, there is a place for it. We shouldn't want to experience pleasure and money is nice to have. It allows you to contribute. It allows you to help more. But the scientific term of what we're going for is eudaimonic happiness. And that's what happens when we're not striving for the things to make us successful or happy. We're striving to devote ourselves to the things that provide meaning. You know, it's why every podcast episode we've done here for three years, at some point, what do we go back to? Purpose meaning and also making sure that you're living by the right hierarchy of purpose because you can read this article about Tony Shea and be like well this is a man who you know gave to so many people he helped his employees when he worked at Zappos that he got so many entrepreneurs started and yes all the attention all the care that he was giving to other people he wasn't really giving to himself and that's what creates that sense of emotional debt there was a lot of energy going out, creating happiness for other people without that internal compass of where do I really want to be and what do I need? Trust me, you don't have to be worth $700 million to go through that. I think there are some of you this year who are listening who have experienced this, that you have shown up for everybody else in your life you put in the extra hours for your employer in a work-from-home culture. You have put in the extra hours, going the extra mile to make sure your kids are learning and getting the attention they need on their schoolwork. You're showing up for your family and your community and dropping food off at your neighbor's house when they're under the weather. But have you shown up for yourself and your goals? Or have you completely even lost sight of what it is that's driving you in the first place. So that is the balance, right? That success is not the key. It's really more about meaning. But if you're contributing to the lives of everybody else and not taking the time to refill your tank, well, that's a one-way ticket to living in that void that's talked about here in the, in the Forbes article. Mindset shift number three, so you can stop chasing happiness and just be happy. Most people think having more money in the bank will make them happy, and that there are two other currencies that are way more valuable, time and relationships. There's a fascinating passage here in the article about Tony Shea that so many of the friends that he came up with when he started Zappos, as they got into their 30s, all of a sudden, they all got married. They started having families. They didn't want to party as much. And the comparison that they use for Tony Shea is that he was still living like a Peter Pan. He didn't want to grow up. So he started to push away from those friendships because he was still on this external chase of creating another company or creating a new startup or, or doing a new project. He started to isolate and go within. And the lack of the stable grounding relationships from people who would call him out, for people who would really call him on his BS, they went away. And by the end of his life, as he moved to Park City and he was creating this other community with like the Airstream trailers, he was pretty much calling these people up and offering them double their highest salary they ever made to move to Park City and, quote, come be happy with him. 
So the end result is that he had just surrounded himself with a bunch of yes men. And the problem is, is when you're surrounding yourself with enablers or yes people in your life, you're not really valuing growth. You're valuing an echo chamber of people who just tell you that you're right or people who enable some of the addictions that you might be in. And that loss of the meaningful relationships, you could tell that continued to fuel the drug addiction, and it just became a self-fulfilling prophecy. The quality of your life at the end of the day is still directly proportional to the quality of your relationships. And I believe that that is another area where people are struggling right now in 2020. There's only so many Zoom cocktail parties that you can do. And, you know, for the people who didn't even necessarily love their job, but they like the coworkers, they're getting less FaceTime and the world's gotten smaller. So all you're seeing right now is maybe your partner and your kids all the time. You're not getting away for the things like Soul Cycle or going to the yoga studio or going to the gym or the social organizations that you would volunteer at. And it really is taking a toll on the psyche of our collective culture. I think that's another reason why we've seen the number of prescriptions for anti-anxiety and antidepressant meds triple over the course of the last 11 months. But I also want to talk about the other currency that really matters, which is time. Because as much as we're all focused on money, you know, we've experienced that this year. If you've looked at your 401k in 2020, you've seen it go up and down and just fluctuate depending on where the stock market is. Uh, And that's how money is. Money will go up. It will go down. And even if you're losing money temporarily, you know, it, it will come back to you. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell my clients when they are spending or making an investment on coaching, that is money that will multiply and come back because it's improving your mindset. You're improving yourself. It's going to change what you believe is possible for you. The money always comes back to you, usually in multiples. What you're never getting back in your life is time. And they've done some research studies on this where they've looked at the people who are really focused on chasing happiness, the people who are living in a lack or scarcity mindset that they don't have enough, they need to get more, they need to become more. And what really happens for those people is they start to freak out and feel like they're running out of time. It increases anxiety and pressure within the people that have been profiled in every single study. Well, what happens when we feel like we don't have time? We usually start cutting out relationships and activities that bring us joy. Well, Dan, you know, I love painting as a hobby. I love playing the piano, but I have no time for that, Dan. Of course, I would love to go out with my friends and get together with them, but there's no time. I have family. I have kids, Dan. I have these other things. We start pushing away from all the relationships, all the activities that fill us spiritually while we're chasing some horizon living and trying to get the next thing out on the horizon, grabbing for the next brass ring that we think will make us feel enough. So the mindset shift I'm asking you to consider here is let's de-emphasize money And in fact, there are ways money will bring you happiness. If you invest your money in things that save you time, if you hire a housekeeper, if you spend your money and hire somebody to food prep for you, if you hire a nanny 
to come over to the house and help the kids five to six hours a week with their homework and just free up some of that time for yourself and your own self-care. It's one of the best investments that you're going to make in the coming year. I mean, and it's one of the things that totally changed my life when I was struggling in entrepreneurship, trying to keep all the plates spinning, just outsourcing the things in my life that felt heavy, that sucked, did not, that, that didn't bring me joy. Uh, you know, outsourcing the housework, outsourcing uh, getting my clothes sent off to the cleaners, so I didn't have to deal with that. What it allowed me to, to do was free up the mental bandwidth in which I could really focus on my business and the things that would grow my income. And there's one more mindset shift that I wanted to share with you this week, which is happiness is not something that you seek. It is something that you choose moment by moment. And this is why happiness, when it becomes a focal point for people, can feel so elusive and why most of the researchers out there will tell you if you focus on meaning instead of happiness, you'll actually be better off in the long run because happiness is an abstract concept. It's like gratitude. Gratitude is not something that you seek. It's something that you choose in the moment when you stop and be present and look at a beautiful sunset, when you look at the smile of a child, when you look in the eyes of your partner or your pet. It's something that you experience when you focus on it. And happiness is the same way. And I know that there's been a lot of unhappy things that have happened in the world this year. You know, living through a pandemic, living through protest, the social justice issues that have come to the forefront and all the conflict associated with it, uh, you know, living under the fear and the uncertainty of the economy. These are not things that will make you happy. But if you really took the time and you spent some time in reflection, could you not find a few things that you're grateful for this year? Are there not some places where you've gotten clear about what's non-negotiable for you in the coming year, what your new standards are, what you're no longer going to tolerate. Maybe you realize you've been stuck in a soul-sucking job and you've been there just because you liked your coworkers, but now you're not seeing them every day at the coffee machine. And there's a realization that, oh my God, there is a different path for my life. Maybe living at home with your spouse and trying to navigate all the duties. Uh, parenting and taking care of the house has made you realize I need to do a better job of speaking up for my needs and asking for help. There is a gift in that if you look for it. You know, maybe this time has just given you an opportunity to become closer with your family and your kids. And if so, there's beauty in that. There are things to celebrate. And that is my final message to you today. If you are a person who is perpetually chasing happiness, you'll never be happy. It will always be something that you're striving for, but you'll never feel like you arrived. And maybe it's time to consider where have you been delaying happiness into the future? Where have you lied to yourself and said, well, I'll be happy when it's 2021? Because you know the news flash for you is the pandemic is still going to be going on on January 1st. Where have you lied to yourself and said, well, I, I need to make $50,000 more a year? before I'm happy? Where have you lied to yourself and kept yourself in a place of seeking but never actually arriving? And wouldn't it be great to overcome that? If you're interested, I am hosting a special online training Thursday, December 17th. It is absolutely free. It is a one-night webinar that I am calling Reboot Your Life. 
You and I are going to work together to metaphorically press Control-Alt-Delete on your life and press the reset button. Some of the things I'm going to share with you in this training are how to gain instant clarity on your 2021 goals by doing the thing that most of the gurus say you should never do. It's counterintuitive, but it works. I'm also going to give you some cutting-edge neuroscience to help you go from understanding how to change to actually embodying change. And this will help you understand why most self-help has not worked for you up until now. I'm going to share the one hack that Harvard Research says you should do to increase your productivity by 400% in the coming year without feeling overwhelmed or exhausted. And I'm also going to be giving you the three must-have ingredients that are guaranteed to 10x your success, joy, and abundance in the coming year. And uh, none of this is pre-recorded. I will be there live. We're going to do a powerful Q&A where you'll be able to work with me directly. The training is absolutely free. You can go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net to sign up, or you can click the link right here in the show notes. I would love to see you Thursday, December 17th. We're going to do this at 8 p.m. East Coast time, and I promise it's going to set you up for a big win in 2021. Thank you so much for spending this few minutes with me this week. Thank you for taking a few minutes for yourself and your own personal growth. If you'd like some additional assistance to help you break through, if you'd like to work with me personally, now is the time to do it. A couple spots left before we get into the new year for one-on-one coaching. You can find info on that and apply to work with me at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. And as always, if this podcast serves you, please Click subscribe, give us a follow, and you can actually screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Let me know what stood out for you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for being part of this community, and I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.